They always told Will he was too short to play basketball, but Will never listened. Will let his work ethic do the talking for him. Always in the gym, always running drills. Will knew where there was a will, there was a way, and he was Will. But then, after his second child was born, he realized the pros were all way better than him. So Will gave up and buried his high tops in a tearful ceremony. But one day, he heard that Geico could save him money on car insurance, so he switched and saved a bunch, which was awesome. Let's say you just bought a house. Bad news is, you're one step closer to becoming your parents. You'll proudly mow the lawn. Ask if anybody noticed you mowed the lawn. Tell people to stay off the lawn. Compare it to your neighbor's lawn. And complain about having to mow the lawn again. Good news is, it's easy to bundle home and auto through Progressive and save on your car insurance. Which, of course, will go right into the lawn. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company, affiliates, and other insurers. Discount not available in all stages or situations. When they write my story, they're gonna say that I did it for the glory. But don't think that I did it for the fame, yeah. I did it for the love of the game, yeah. And this is my chance I'm taking. All them old records I'm breaking. All your people watching on the TV. You go ahead and put your bets on me. Well, hello everyone. I am Billy Dees, and this is the Sanctuary of Sweet Truth Podcast. We are on live twice a week, Monday at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and then again at 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Thursday. Why, uh, my co-host is DJ Sugar Shane. How are you doing, uh, Shane? Doing pretty good. How about yourself? Doing okay. You can follow us on Twitter. We're real easy to find on Twitter. Sweet Truth Radio at Sweet Truth Radio on Twitter. Our Spreaker link is in there. You, of course, can check out the live link there as well. And check out the whole list of our previous shows and listen to them anytime your little heart desires. Hey, uh, your intro there. Is that. I can't believe I, it was, I'm drawing a blank here. What's her name that sings that, the blonde girl from her? Yeah. Uh, Car- Carrie Underwood. Carrie Underwood. Right. Okay. And it features, if you listen to the whole song, Ludacris is in it, actually. Okay. Now, Carrie Underwood was on the uh, some sort of a country music award show again last night. Yeah, I believe and so. I, d- I didn't know this, but apparently she had fallen or something at home and injured her face very badly. Oh, wow. And, oh, you don't know about this. No, I didn't know nothing about this one. Oh, well, I, I, I guess I, I can't ask you what I needed to ask you then because um, she was a little nervous about going in front of a crowd again. It was about um, five months or so since, you know, she had the accident and hadn't been in front of people. Oh. Yeah, so she was uh, nervous about that. Uh, apparently, a lot of stitches were used to close up her face. 
And she also broke her wrist, I believe. Oh, wow. So did she go on last night? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, she did. Okay. And uh, But apparently she insinuated something. She said, the whole truth about this is I'm going to share with that share that with you at some other time. And I don't know if she said that on social media or if she said it somewhere else, but that's caused quite a stir. A lot of people are speculating as to uh, what that meant. And I, I just wondered if you had any insights about that. But no. apparently you don't. Okay. No, I wonder if somebody pushed her or whatnot. That's all, I, mean, I don't know what the insight would be. but I mean, Yeah, I have no idea. I mean, we'd be speculating to guess. And Right. Maybe somebody gave her a roofie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Now, don't laugh about that. You're going to get a lot of people pissed off. I know. I know. That's right. (laughs) Maybe it was a Jell-O pudding pop. (laughs) (laughs) You're you're digging yourself. I didn't say that, folks. Direct the negative tweets his way. Hey, you can bring bring them on. It's called a joke. I ain't worried about it. (laughs) I got enough kiss my asses for everybody. (laughs) All right. <laughs> I can't argue with that. Can't argue. Um, hey, while we're on the subject of show business, um, R. Lee Ermy, I, I don't know if I'm saying his name correctly, the actor from um, Full Metal Jacket. Yeah. The guy who played the uh, very strict drill sergeant. Now, he's he's been in a lot of things, and he always plays the same character. It's always that drill sergeant persona. Right. Uh, that, he passed away. Yeah, I know. That, at the age of 74. That was a shock. That's yeah. young by today's standards, really. But, uh, yeah, I was sad this uh, here he uh, died. But uh, he was also in a history channel. I don't know if you ever got a chance to watch that where he did a doc. Uh, he did some narration or something. He hosted some stuff or about yeah. war or something, wasn't it? That- he hosted a show on weapons, uh, historical weapons, and he would go into like knights and stuff and, you know, different weapons that were used and stuff like that. And he would go into different things. He talked about all kinds of weapons from different time periods, but uh, uh, yeah, he was on that as well. Hey, uh, also, Ellie, she's listening. She said that Harry Anderson also is gone too. Yeah, from Night Court. I was going to mention yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 65. Yeah, young. God, that's way young. I didn't even know he was that young. I guess he would be, but man. And then Barbara Bush, which not so young. She was 92, but still, she passed away as well. Oh, she did pass away. I didn't yeah, hear that. She, that's what I've heard, that she passed away, Barbara Bush. finally. She just, she gave up more or less. I mean, from what I hear, she was already, she got, she just refused medication and everything. She done quit. Okay. Yeah, she would. Uh, I think she knew there was no hope. All they were doing was just, you know, prolonging the inevitable. And she went home from the hospital and said she wasn't going to take any more treatments and whatnot. And I guess that's pretty much what did it. But uh, I don't blame her. No sense in, you know, keeping her beat. Not trying to say this is a bad joke, but it's just an old saying no sense in beating a dead horse. I don't mean that as a bad joke. It's just the truth. You know, no sense in just keeping something going. Just, you know. She was 92, she lived a long life, and she knew she was already not going to get much, any better, just exist. Right, right, right. Um, I'm kind of searching for that real quick. I can't find confirmation that she did die, but apparently she did. Um, well, anyway, she's she, she's obviously close. Yeah, she's in, yeah, she's uh, at the very least, she's in fa- failing health. 
So right. But anyway, um, yeah, I, I always believed that she was a very classy woman, and uh, I believe she uh, um, the responsibilities of first lady and the uh, the dignity that she brought to the office. I I I feel she did a wonderful job. Yeah, she never. I never had any problem with her. Yeah, and um, so anyway, that's that's always sad. I don't care how old someone is. Oh no, no, it don't matter how old. They are. It's never. There's never a good time. There's yeah. never. I, I don't know of anybody dying and saying to themselves, you know, I just want to let everybody know this is the perfect time to check out. See you later. Nobody ever says that. Right. So <clears throat> anyway, I um um yeah, I was sorry to hear that. I I always hate those end of life stages that uh, so many of us have to face from one time to another. And isn't that the golden years? Uh, no, that is yeah. the end of life stage is not the golden years. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. I don't know what the golden years are. They call it whatever you're old, but I'm like, to me, the golden years ain't that. I don't, I don't, they call them. My grandmother used to tell me that all the time. She says, when you get older, they're going to call it the golden years, but don't let them fool you. It ain't nothing golden about it. Yeah. I mean, you, you know, you're retired, <laughs> nothing to do. Well, that's supposed to be the good part. Right. I, mean, I personally wouldn't have any problem not having anything to do. Um, it's one thing to have a hobby or this, that, or the other thing, but the responsibilities of having to worry about stuff all the time, uh, I don't know that I would miss that. Now, there's some people that do, you know, it, it, it just, I mean, it's just like anything else. You always miss the good things. When you retire, you, you miss the interaction with people. Um, you miss the teamwork. If you're lucky to work with a good group of people. If you're in a profession where you help people, naturally you miss the uh, the gratification of helping people. Um, but uh, you don't miss all the other stuff that comes with it. <laughs> you know, it's just like when you break up with somebody, you you don't miss the arguing and all that. You miss the good stuff, right? And um, so, I, a lot of people just have to adjust to enjoying the 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 good stuff about not having to worry about all that stuff or about having the the freedom to explore other avenues of creativity there's well, a lot of people I wouldn't who mind them out. Start, started a new business you know I, so exactly i don't yeah. mind i wouldn't mind retiring and not having worries but i don't think i'd ever want to retire and sit around and watch oprah all day or you know oh no i couldn't do that I just couldn't do it. If I if it came to that point, I probably wouldn't live long. After I'd be one of them ones that died right after retiring. I just couldn't. Not yeah. because I'd do anything to myself. Just I don't see the point in existing. Just to sit up, get up, and watch TV, and drink coffee all day, and go back to bed. To me, that's not me. I right. Couldn't, I couldn't do that. But uh, I wouldn't mind. Yeah, like without the troubles, that'd be great, and still be able to do what I want to do. Oh, of course. Um. The big news here uh, this last day or so has been the James Comey interview. Um, have you? Did you check that out last night? I did. I've heard bits and pieces of it. I have heard some of the things he said. I know him and Trump have been going back and forth, bitching and raising hell with one another. But uh, that's about all I've caught. Uh, you can bring me up to speed on the big details, but I have saw that they were going through a spat and everything, and he's coming out with the interview and everything. And Trump told him he needs to just, you know, let it be or let, you know, pretty. He didn't say it quite as nicely as that, but right. <laughs> well, here's what I'm going to say about this, and I always preface this the same way. 
for those of you who may have not have heard our podcast before, I am not an ideologue as far as politics go. I don't lean Republican. I don't lean Democrat. Um, I'm not consistently conservative, consistently liberal. I'm a big believer in taking each issue and examining that particular issue on its own merits. Right. I, I don't like running things through a filter and having a predestined opinion about it before I've even examined the facts. Okay. Um, with that being said, I'm not a big fan of any of the people in politics right now. Well, people, just, just to say real quick, what you just said, yeah. people like me would just call good good common sense as far as looking at the facts before you go and make a judgment. Right. But. And uh, quite frankly, people choose the facts that they want to believe. You know, there was a, a term that came up uh, last year or so called alternative facts. And everybody put their arms up and said, hey, there's no such thing as alternative facts. And actually there are. Because you can take any any subject almost and take maybe 15, 20 pieces of information relating to that subject, all of which are true, and choose the ones that most support your position. It's, it's like the old saying that uh, figures don't lie, but liars figure. Yeah. And uh, we have that going on now to a very heavy degree. And this James Comey thing is a perfect example of that. Okay. Um, he's got a book out, and uh, he's, um, he's going to be on a book tour this week. It's, uh, he was on uh, George Stephanopoulos last night, uh, ABC News. And uh, I'm speculating that he's going to go on a round of talk shows and other things on cable news here the ne this next week. That's what all people do in politics when they get fired to go on a book tour. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> you know, <clears throat> I, here again, objectively speaking, I have a lot of respect for people in law enforcement. But when you get to the rungs of the ladder that he is on, it, it's as much of a political position as it is anything else and although they deny it you know the the rule is supposed to be you you follow the law you enforce the law as the law is supposed to be enforced and you don't get involved in if it has a democratic or a or a republican hue to it or not that's not supposed to that's not supposed to factor in um but anyway you know he presents himself and this was touted by the left as you know, this was going to be terrible for Trump and um, on and on and on. And quite frankly, I, I, I'm going to be totally honest here. I, I don't I don't particularly like either one of these guys. I, I, I'm not really blown away with. Um, oh, my goodness. Hang on. My goodness. All right, sorry. Well, yeah, Damn. you can tell we're live. <laughs> yeah. We are definitely live. But anyway, right. um, what I was saying was uh, uh, in regard to James Comey and Donald Trump, I'm not particularly impressed with either one of these guys, quite frankly. Um, this interview yesterday, you know, he's, he's hedging all, all the time. 
And uh, for anybody that listened to this interview that that believes that this was so detrimental to Trump, I got some basic questions here for you. Did James Comey find anything with Hillary Clinton's emails, yes or no? Did uh, James Comey uh, find uh, uh, obstruction of justice with Donald Trump, yes or no? Did he find any evidence that uh, there was collusion with the Russians, yes or no? No, I don't think anything. And and the fact of the matter is, is that uh, he talks out of both sides of his mouth. I mean, the, the only thing that he said with certainty was that Donald Trump appears orange in person. <laughs> By my estimation, that's the only thing he said with certainty. And he says that uh, he has these little uh, white, um, you know, uh, moons under his uh, eyes look because he probably wears goggles in the tanning booth. Right. Uh, now, this is what everybody tuned in to hear the ex-leader of the FBI say. And, and I don't know that that's really that earth-shaking, uh, or, or is it uh, a material that, that somebody that has that stature should be uh, baiting the public to hear? But now, he, to me, if he had anything, he would have already exposed it. He wouldn't be sitting around, you know, playing mind games with people. He don't have anything. If he had it, it would have been, it would have been uncovered. I don't think his book will do anything except badmouth. Uh, he, he, and then he contradicted himself. You know, he said what I alluded to earlier that, uh, oh, you know, the FBI, we don't we don't play games with politics. But when he was talking, I, I can't remember if it was the first or second round with the emails, something like that. Uh, he did admit that he uh, um, checked the polling uh, to see what kind of an impact that the uh, that news might have. So he contradicted himself there. I'm not here again. I don't know if I'm the only one that noticed that, but you know, he, he it, by my estimation, I didn't record it and play it back to make sure I heard it correctly. But it certainly sounded that way to me. Um, and then what always gets me is is this this thing about obstruction of justice. Um, this has to do with, with the part of the conversation where he was talking to Trump apparently. And Trump made this comment, Now I'm paraphrasing here, I don't know if I have the exact words, but something to the effect of, um, I hope you can let this go in regard to the investigation and some of the people that were involved in the, in the investigation. And he says that he took that as a directive. You know, kind of like when your boss says, Shane, I hope you do a good job taking care of Mrs. Smith over there. Okay, right. Uh, you you would take that as a directive. Now that's not something that the president of the United States should be telling somebody who's conducting an investigation. No. Okay. So his his contention is that that was obstruction of justice, and he said that um, he was um, uh, he, it was an awkward moment. He wasn't sure how to handle it. All right. This is where I I ain't buying any of this. This guy is, is this this guy is the leader of the FBI. He is he has the top law enforcement position in the United States. He's six two or six three. And if somebody, you know, if if you bribe a police officer, he's going to call you on it right there. He's not going to say, "Well, gee, that's awkward. I don't know what I want to do about this." And and if if your boss is clearly telling you to obstruct justice, 
you it's your duty to report it to, to, to call him on it right there yeah at the very least call him on it right there it Say, don't mr. Matter. mr president this is clearly inappropriate i'm gonna i'm gonna take this investigation where the facts lead me period Okay, and instead you don't get all awkward and go to your office and write it down on a little itsy-bitsy card and put it in the desk and make sure that you have it recorded. That's nothing. That's it. That is nothing but BS. Uh, so it's not only that, but it's shady. If, if indeed he wrote it down, you know, whenever he wrote it down, we don't even know. But no matter what, if he wrote it down after the meeting, it's still shady. He should have, he should have confronted him up front. Yeah. Not try to hide something so he could have it for material later. Yeah. Yeah, that is, um, I so this whole thing, to me, with this James Comey this week, is nothing but hype to sell his book. Oh, it's yeah. A, it is he's out for the that's money now. That's all he's out for. And he's, like I said, he's going to... When, he's like a lot of people when they get fired or get kicked out of the politics or a big scene like that. They run out and write a book, or I should say they get somebody to write the book for them and a lot of times. And then they go on these tours, as you're talking about, these book tours, and they get on all. He'll be on Good Morning America. He'll be on all these shows. The View probably, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. The they'll View will love him. They'll, they'll the sit down and love suck him off. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they'll love him. <laughs> He might have a backstage orgy with that bunch. <laughs> They'll love him to death because that's all they are. Yeah. And they're the most ignorant women. I mean, I don't mean that in a bad way, except for an exception of Whoopi Goldberg. I like her okay. I'm not saying I... That was just a joke here again. I, I, on yeah. balance, I, uh, Joey Behar is... is, is, is I, don't, I don't know what happened to her. There was a time when I liked her, but she's off the rails now. Oh, yeah. She's the one I can't stand. That's the one that made that recent apology. I cannot stand that woman. Uh, I like Whoopi Goldberg. Now, I don't. You, my politics don't always align with her, but I, I right. can respect her. And they have Meghan McCain on there, who's kind of like the, you know, so that they can say they represent the conservative voice. But I don't know if she's the best conservative that, to be doing that. No. But, uh, um, but anyway, to make a long story short, uh, you know, I'm making a little joke there, but there's no question that they lean left. Oh, I mean, yeah. they they. Yeah, I mean it's it's a it's it's a every, every bit that I've ever caught um, online or whatever about their stuff. It's talking bad about Republicans and talking bad about this, that, and the other thing. I mean, it's it, I and don't here again, you call it leaning. It's almost like they own it. Yeah, they they far left. Now the other thing that he said that's got everybody talking, and here again, anybody could say this. This isn't something that. You know, you would tune in to hear the FBI guy talk about. Now, this is something, this is some, This is an opinion you could get off the street. The other thing that he said was he believes that President Trump is morally, okay, and, and he was careful to classify this. He, he, he you know, all the, all the stuff about him being crazy and everything, he says he doesn't believe that. He says that he believes that he has an, I believe he said above average intelligence, but, okay, but he is medically and intellectually fit to be president, but he's not morally fit to be president. 
And he you know, cited some things about some of the things that he said and blah, blah, blah. And here again, I, I didn't know that I really needed to tune in to the FBI. Say, I mean, that's that's an opinion I could get in the bar down the street. Oh, yeah, that's just a yeah, morality. We're not here to talk about morals. You're here to talk about what is, you know, what he can do as a president. I mean, his morals don't have anything to do with that to an extent. I mean, yeah. to a certain so, degree. To yeah, a degree. I mean, it depends on what you're talking about. You're talking about right. cheating on your wife. It, it probably doesn't have anything to do with it. Right. Uh, if, if you're talking about uh, morally unfit, if you're talking about hiding money and, and, and well, channeling yeah. stuff, that's another thing entirely. Well, yeah. <clears throat> but, um, yeah. So, anyway, this whole thing with uh, James Comey did not blow me away. It did not blow me away at all. So, um, I don't know what your uh, opinion is out there. If you'd like to tweet us, once again, at Sweet Truth Radio on Twitter. Now, if you have the Spreaker app, you can uh, tweet us through that, and Shane handles that on his end. I'm actually in a, in Canton. He's in Cuyahoga Falls, and um, I don't have access to that while we're on the air, but Shane can tweet with you if you uh, decide to do that. Yeah, uh, I don't know what's going to ever come of this. I don't think anything's ever going to come of it except Comey's going to get rich because there's a lot of idiots that'll run out and buy this book. I won't buy it. I mean, I don't care. I mean, I know what's going to be in it pretty much. Uh, I don't have any interest in reading it. Never have. Uh, to me, it's pointless. You're going to help make this man rich because you're going to run out and buy his book. think you're going to find out a bunch of juicy gossip. And all you probably are is going to find out a bunch of little things that he can stab at Donald Trump and, you know, that he may have seen here and there while he was there. And that's about all you're going to get. You're not going to get any le- emails that Hillary Clinton had. You're not going to find anything about, you know, the Russians with Donald Trump. None of that's going to be in the book because he doesn't have it. If he had it, he'd already exposed it. Yeah. So if you think you're going to go out and read this book and find that, you're probably fooled. Yeah. Uh, there's there's going to be nothing earth shaking in here. No. Uh, no. 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 It's just going to be his opinion about how rotten Trump is. Exactly. That's what it's going to be. That's what it's going to be. So anyway, and here again, anybody could do that. I, I, could, I, could, write, I could write that book. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you could. I, I could write you a book on that real quick. It might not be a long book, but it would be a book. You know, a novella. I could write a novella. A yeah. Hmm. Yeah. You okay. never heard that term? Oh, I know. I know oh. what a novella. Is. Oh, okay. <laughs> you said it. I thought you did. I thought you said it like you didn't know what it was. But yeah, uh, I could write a short novel. Spit it out there for you. Oh, well, if it's, if it's your opinion on Trump, then it's not a novel. It's only a novel if it's a fictional story. Exactly, exactly. But yeah. he's never going to, I mean, but ain't nobody going to buy it because I'm not James Comey. Yeah. But All right. there will be those that will. Yes, there will. Um, speaking about uh, being in Cuyahoga Falls, was, was there a tornado up there? Or what was going on up there yesterday? They had some bad storms come through. There was a tornado I heard that was spotted, or it actually touched down, I believe. I don't know the exact location yet. I heard it was near Jersey Mike's, and I think it was on Graham Road. I saw a picture of a car overturned today, and they said it was near Wendy's or something down there. So I don't know if they had, if it happened there or, or what the case was, but there was a tornado that hit somewhere around this area yesterday yeah, somewhere the um the action news was on you know because the action news with oh, all their yeah. doppler radar and oh my that's serious stuff there shane oh yeah and uh, oh yeah and uh, 
I'm I'm in there I'm in there laughing listening to this. My my wife comes in and says, "What are you laughing at, Bell?" And here here's what I'm laughing at. Okay, they they apparently one of their action reporters. Okay, was uh, in Cuyahoga Falls and he was calling in to report what was going on. Okay, because the, <laughs> the Doppler radar was indicating that there was heavy rain there, heavy rain. Ooh. And yeah, and I, I, I'm not kidding. This is this is this is. I'm paraphrasing here. I don't have the exact words, but this was kind of how it went. And this is about how he sounded too. He's like, "Yeah, this is uh, I'm telling you, it's uh, there, there's there's water falling out of the sky. Oh, there's water falling. All kinds of water coming down, and uh." Oh, my backyard this is full of water. My back, oh, my whole backyard is just full of water. It's like a, a gully back there. Uh, all kinds of water back there. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm saying to myself, this is your on-the-spot action news reporter. Telling us that there's water coming down and in his backyard, and his backyard is soaking wet. Well, oh, better batten down the hatches. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you ought to run for the tub. <laughs> it's raining. Oh, my Lord. Yeah, yes. They, they get a little overexcited up over here for that kind of thing. Uh, I'm used to it. Uh, I've never been in a tornado myself. I've been in my town. I had one where I lived at. It just yeah. didn't, hit, it didn't hit where I was. But uh, we're used to you know, watching the maps, looking at it, seeing what's going on. And, yeah, there's times it gets a little bit, you know, nerve-wracking. Yeah, we, we, in Ohio, we've had some bad tornadoes. There's absolutely no doubt about that. But we don't get them like Oklahoma gets them. Oh, but, no, no. But, uh, you know. Uh, thank goodness. But Yeah, there was one in North Canton about 10 years ago that tore a bunch of roofs off. Um, I remember that one pretty well. My grandmother, she was in one one time, and uh, she was living proof that it's true that it does sound like a locomotive, as the old cliche oh, yeah. says. I, yeah, I've been close to them. She she was she was at a working at a shop where they did a uh, Corvette interiors for cars, right. and it happened to be near the railroad track. So the first thing she, when she heard it, she thought it was the train coming, and then yeah. across, right right near the tracks, it, 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 the tornado went down. And there's a row of houses there, and it took the roofs off. I don't know how many houses straight yeah. down that street and uh she was underneath the table and everything it scared her to death from then on out boy she was scared to death of tornadoes yeah and of course there was a there's been a couple of bad ones very fatal ones here in ohio over the years that was a senior a number of years ago and a few others um so yeah they're nothing nothing to mess around with and i'm not making light of this oh, but no. I, I i just find it you know anytime there's anything going on with the weather okay there's even a chance of snow I know you better tune in to find out what's going on because snow might come down and there might be ice on the ground. Right. Um, And and then the only thing that I can say about this is this is why people don't listen to those reports. Um, Because, you know, it's the slightest thing and it's the end of the world, you know. Um, But anyway, that's neither here nor there. I was actually in a uh, really bad dust storm. Uh, out in Arizona. And those can be bad. I mean, it literally blotted out the sun. Wow. And 
and you're talking very high winds. Now, I don't remember how fast the winds were blowing in the one I was in, but it's not uncommon for it, for it to get up to like 100 miles an hour. And these things will literally slant, sand blast your car, take all the paint right off. Wow. I've never seen one of those. I've I've heard of them, but I've never seen one on. Yeah, they, they, they don't. They sound like you know, oh, there's some dust blowing around there, and they're not like that. I mean, we're talking high speed sand. <laughs> okay. Wow. <laughs> and then sometimes it'll lift your car up just like it it, it does in a tornado. Um, yeah, they're uh, they're pretty crazy, and uh, I remember the whole horizon out the back of the car. We were trying to run ahead of it, and uh, looking out the back of the window, and and it looked like night. In the, uh, on, you know, in in the rear window, it just looked it it, it was really scary. What yeah, it was uh, those? Just the wind picking up? Or? Yeah, it has to do with temperature flow, um, hot air rising, cold air sinking, and all that stuff. Um, I'm not sure I could really. I don't know enough about meteorology, but just like with uh, a tornado, you when you have cold air sinking into hot air, it's just like pouring water down the drain. That's what makes a tornado. Right. It spins. And uh, that's what it, you know, like that's what those, you know, it can be bad. I mean, it can be deadly. And uh, so, yeah, I, I, I've, I have a lot of empathy for people who have been exposed to a tornado. It's nothing good. <clears throat> this here, this next story here, this is one of the weirdest things. I can't believe that this is 100% true. But this is how it's being reported, according to NBC News. Um, a prominent gay rights lawyer self-emulates himself in, in an environmental protest. And he apparently wrote a note that said, my early death by fossil fuel, he used gasoline, my early death by fossil fuel reflects what we are doing to ourselves. And this was the apparent message left from the lawyer. Um... You know, this guy was, was uh, David Buckle, 60 years old. He was the lead attorney in, in a couple of prominent cases. And um, his body was found early Saturday in Brooklyn's Prospect Park after a jogger flagged down uh, police officers. And uh, was at the time, he, he felt it was a grass fire. But they, they found out that there was a body on the scene. And um, there was a suicide note there. Wow. Now I got You gotta feel pretty damn strongly about pollution. Yeah, I would say so. To burn yourself to death. Um, to me, it just—I mean, I can understand feeling strong about it. Don't get me wrong. I'm not knocking that he was right or wrong. But the one thing he was wrong on was doing that because the fact of the matter is, he's left loved ones behind, and what's he going to accomplish from this? There's nothing going to happen because of his death. I hate to say it. I'm not being mean, but you think they're going to run out and all of a sudden all the environmental fucking shit's going to be taken care of because this dude burned himself in the park? Hell no. I can't believe that this was the only reason that this happened. Yeah, it's kind of fishy to me. What if it was murder? It it certainly could be murder, either that or he had something else going on in his life besides that. Sounds like to me, I mean, if I was an investigator looking into it, I'd be like, okay, I'll go check his suicide note and investigate it real well, because it could have been somebody killed his ass in the park and left a suicide note. Oh, yeah, sure, certainly. I mean, obviously, I imagine they're going to have um, 
you know, um, what's the word I'm looking for here? People that analyze handwriting, forensic right. handwriting experts or whatever, and make sure that that note is legit. And, of course, there's going to – I'm sure I would certainly hope they're going to investigate the circumstances around him to make sure that, you know – Make sure he didn't have any enemies. Yeah, it didn't have any enemies, and they clear all that docket. And a lot depends on what the the medical examiner says. You know, the medical examiner could very easily say he was dead before the fire started, in which case, you know, they're going to know that uh, he was killed. Right. It's a a fishy situation. Uh, It could be legit. But if it was, like I say, man, I hate he did it. I mean, I ain't got nothing against his cause, but this ain't going to help it. No. I mean, it's not going to, like I said, I mean, you could have 15 people tomorrow commit suicide over the environment that ain't going to change nothing. Right. So, action's what's going to change it, not stupidity. And I don't mean to, I hate the guy died, and I'm not saying nothing against the fellow, but. Oh, I know what you're saying, yeah. But it's just, that right there ain't going to help nothing. Getting out and doing something's what's going to do something, not killing yourself. Yeah. Well, the other thing that I'll say here um, in regard to some of the Trump news is that Michael Cohen, who is his attorney, that's the guy that uh, is being investigated by the FBI. Right. Apparently, um, he only had a couple of big name clients. And do you know who one of the clients were? Sean Hannity. Yes, Sean Hannity. And uh, now here again, I'm not a uh, partisan. But if it comes out that Sean Hannity had some some illegal activity or something, that's a different matter. But to me, it's very unfair for Sean Hannity to get exposed as a client of somebody who's under investigation for something else. Right. I mean, that would be that would be like, you know, my attorney gets busted for you know, doing something with one of his other clients, and then my name pops up out there. You know, Billy D's from the Billy, you know, the the internet uh, asshole. You know, his, <laughs> his, That'd be me. You know, and I might not even know shit about it. Right. Yeah, so, and that's, you can't, you know, like, a, you can't, and he's got a, no matter how many clients he has, if he has one or two or three or four, if he has more than one, just because he's my lawyer and he's somebody else's lawyer, that's like saying, what if he was a, defending me on some kind of small matter? He could be defending a drug lord, and I don't know about it. That don't make me guilty of being a drug lord. Yeah, exactly. You, you know, just because of that. So that's kind of, yeah, I don't know why that had to be, I don't know why it had to come out. And I've said before, I'm not a Sean Hannity fan, but still, that don't make much sense. No, it doesn't. And... uh you know, this is the kind of thing now that uh, there's this guilt by association in today's press. Oh, yeah. And, and here again, you know, the facts aren't out yet, whether Sean Hendy was up to something or not. I mean, I don't know. But the point is, is right now, the big joke is that Sean Hannity was one of the other guy's major clients. I don't think and, he was up to nothing. I think it's just a bunch of crap they're trying to stir. I, I, I could be wrong, but... I just don't well, it doesn't help the fact that Sean Hannity, you know, kisses Trump's ass. Oh, yeah, big time. Big yeah. time. He's what, I mean, even Rush Limbaugh don't kiss his ass as much as Sean Hannity does. Yeah. 
I'll be, it don't matter what he does, Sean Hannity's going to back it. Yeah. It don't make a difference. Yeah. And, uh, he's, a, he's the other, like we talked about the view, he's the other perspective. It don't matter oh, yeah. what he, it is, yeah, he, he's yeah. diehard conservative. He ain't going to go no other way but conservative. And that's stupid. Yeah. If, if it's wrong, it's wrong. It don't make a damn who says it or who does it. So. Yeah, he's he's as far right as they are left. Yeah, there's absolutely no question. And uh, yeah, and here again, I I don't necessarily have a problem with the view if they would come out and say we're the view and we're liberals. Yeah, and and, and you know Sean Hannity, to his credit, identifies himself as a conservative. Yeah, he he does not present himself. As the beginning of the end of the absolute truth or the beginning in the end of some objective newscast. Okay. And people tune in to listen to Sean Hannity, want to hear a conservative program, just like when you tune in to MSNBC and you listen to Rachel Maddow or one of those, you're going to hear the left point of view. Um, and I, 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 to be fair, I, I believe that Fox News does have some objective reporting. Yeah. But most of their programming, most of the primetime programs are slated towards the right. And their opinion programs by their own admission, but nonetheless, it's a conservative network. But uh, anyway, I don't feel that was fair to him. And in our last five minutes here, I'll leave you with this. Um, an asteroid. Hmm. The, si- the size of a football field makes a surprise flyby close to Earth. It was one of the closest encounters that we've had in a while, and at uh, its closest point, it was just 119,500 miles away from Earth's atmosphere, which is about half the, the distance between the Earth and the moon. And that's pretty close. Yeah, that's close. That's pretty close. Yeah. And uh, anyway, it um, um, it uh, you know it passed by harmlessly, and uh, there's there's some different things on here about what they feel it would have done. They don't feel that it would have been uh, you know a history making event. It wouldn't have altered their no <laughs> the history no. of the earth. It take it take uh, it take a meteor shower to do that. I mean, it would take like several or one big ass damn meter, but I mean, it would, a football field wouldn't do it. Yeah, and then they say most of it would have uh, broken up. Yeah. At the angle that it was going. Now, a lot of it depends on the angle. That's what people don't understand. At the angle that this one was going, if it would have hit the atmosphere, it would have burned up most likely from what I understand. I'm not an, I'm not an expert on this particular case here, but nonetheless, I've I have often said, um, I don't know why, we don't spend more time keeping an eye on what in the hell is going on up there in the sky. Because yeah. uh, this was a pretty big object to come from nowhere and come that close that quick. Yeah. And, um, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's always in the back of my mind that what happened to the dinosaurs and what happened a number of times in Earth's history could happen again. Right. You know, um, I was actually out at uh, Meteor Crater, which is in Arizona. That was a matter of fact, that was a trip I was caught in the dust, the, the dust storm in. Oh. And uh, there's Meteor Crater out there, and that is one big hole, let me tell you. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with it, but it's a... I've uh, seen pictures of it, but I, I ain't never been to Arizona, yeah. but I have seen the pictures. 
Yeah, and uh, that happened about 50,000 years ago. And in terms of the history of the Earth, that's like yesterday. I mean, that's like, you know. And um, that made a big, big hole. And, you know, something like that hitting in a major city, it would be devastating. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That would uh, if that something hit something like New York or Atlanta or something like that, good. Lord. Oh yeah, it would gut the city. Oh yeah, it would, t- it would tear yeah. it completely up. I mean, any city would be bad, but I'm just mentioning the large ones. But I mean, any city. Yeah. Hit, I mean, if it hit here, it'd be probably several towns around here would be affected by it to some degree. But, oh, absolutely. So, uh, so anyway, uh, before you go to bed tonight, uh, make sure you look out the window. Make sure everything's clear. <laughs> I can't stop it. <laughs> Nothing's going to come down on your head. They ain't got a catcher's bit that big. <laughs> no, they don't. No, they don't. Uh, I will say that maybe we should spend more time thinking about a way to shoot some of that down instead of worrying about shooting each other. But Absolutely. What a great yeah. line. I Absolutely. Mean, I mean, that's the way I look at it. Yep. One of these days, it may not be a missile that hits us. It may be one of them without Putin, Trump, the whole damn nine yards might be sitting around wondering about why the hell did we spend time doing that? Yeah. You know. Yeah. Of course, they'll be in a bunker, but hey. <laughs> yeah. But uh, we're about out of time. Got a minute left. I want to remind you to listen to the Freak Show tomorrow night. It's at skoradio.com or the TuneIn app at SKO Radio Network. It's on 7 to 10. We got a pretty good show planned there. Uh, so, other than that, I ain't got nothing else. You got anything? I'm good, man. Everybody have a great evening. Uh, check us out uh, tomorrow night on SKO Radio. And then again on Thursday night, right here for the Sanctuary of Sweet Truth podcast. That will be at 11 p.m. on Thursday, Eastern Standard Time. All right, man. Y'all have a good night, and uh, holler at y'all then. You'll do it right to get your hands on tools you can count on, and at lower prices. Lowe's does it right, too, with savings during Craftsman Days. Hurry in and take advantage of great deals, like a Craftsman 20-volt Max 4-Tool Combo Kit featuring a drill, impact driver, reciprocating saw, and task light for just $149. And pick up a 17-inch gas string trimmer for only $129. Whatever projects are on your list, do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offers valid through 6-5, U.S. only. Capital One knows life doesn't alert you about your credit card. Next stop, Graham Street. And Brian in the khaki shorts. Your GNL energy bill went up 60% this month. Seems like you'd want to know. Stand clear of the closing doors. So, meet Eno, the Capital One assistant that catches things that might look wrong, like increases to a recurring bill, then sends an alert to your phone and helps you fix it. Eno, another way Capital One is watching out for your money when you're not. Capital One, what's in your wallet? See CapitalOne.com for details. Limitations apply.